Hey guys, welcome back to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. So excited that you're here. Before we get into this week's podcast, I want to give everyone a little heads up. My Instagram account has changed. It is now Stephanie Lynn Coach. I'm going to link it down below so you guys can follow me on Instagram. Um, so I'm actually starting from scratch with my Instagram account. So if you guys were following me on my previous account and wonder, where did that account actually go? Uh, it either got disabled or it got hacked, unfortunately. So we are starting from scratch. So again, Stephanie Lynn Coach, before it was Stephanie Lynn Coaching. Uh, so Stephanie Lynn Coach, I will link it down below, but let's get into this week's podcast. We're going to be talking about manipulation. I love this topic because these are the things that, my God, if someone would have taught me this stuff growing up, <laughs> <laughs> it would have saved me a lot of confusion, heartache, abuse, quite frankly. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't learn these things. So let's get into this. So now, like I said, like let's talk about manipulation. And really what manipulation is, is it's a kind of tactic that someone who is, I don't want to even be so dramatic to say an abuser, because I think some people manipulate and they don't even realize that they're doing it. I mean, we do it to our children sometimes. So it's a way to basically get something out of someone else. And the difference between manipulation and, say, influencing someone is when you influence someone, it is for the greater good. I'm going to influence you to do something, and it's going to help everyone. Whereas manipulation, it's really there for me to just try to control you to get what I want out of the situation. And so that's really important to understand is it's basically, basically the ability to influence someone's behavior or um, influence the way they perceive things. Now, when you start getting into how they perceive things, then we're talking really about gaslighting, which actually is a form of manipulation, um, just a different type. So, but I don't want to get too far into gaslighting because we know that that is a topic in and of itself. So let's get into, when I talk about manipulation, I want to talk about two really main things that you can start to kind of focus on so you can stop being manipulated, stop someone taking advantage of you. And they're really small things. And every time I kind of say this to anyone, whether it's a client or if I'm doing it in a video, if I'm having a chat with someone, DMing you guys, whatever that looks like, people always say, okay, this is the easiest, most obvious thing. But the problem is, usually the things that are the best for us are the obvious, are the quote easiest, but they're not easy to do because if they were, then we would be doing them. So in order to do these quote easy things, we have to be mindful and aware as to when we're not doing them and doing something that we just have always done. When we're in like an unconscious habitual state of taking on abuse, taking on manipulation, not really connected to our own selves. And so one of the biggest things that I think people fall short on when it comes to manipulation is they quite frankly don't do that check-in. When someone says something to you or does something to you, you are going to intuitively feel something. And so going off of our intuition or really just learning how to kind of pause for a second and ask, hey, do I feel like doing that? Do I agree with that? How do I, what do I think about her saying this or doing this? It, really what you're trying to do and people that are easily manipulated are the people that are very, very disconnected from themselves. People that have absolutely no idea what they think, how they feel. Um, they have absolutely no real standards or connection to them themselves in the sense that they never take that pause in life. They never stop and go, hmm, 
What do I think about that? Do I actually agree with that? Or do I want to actually do that? So sometimes it, it starts with just that, the simplest the simplest thing of just stopping and pausing for one second to kind of say, what do I think about this? What do I want? How do I feel? Etc. When you start to do that more and more, then you'll start to gain a little bit more um, strength because what you're trying to do is essentially work a muscle. You're trying to practice something that way it becomes so habitual in the way you live your life that you don't have to think anymore. You don't have to consciously pause anymore. You just are starting to be so connected and to that intuition, to that sense of self that's saying, no, no, I I don't really think that, or no, I don't really agree with that, or no, I I don't wanna do that. So when you start knowing what you think and how you feel, that's kind of like big step number one. Big step number two is then honoring what you think and how you feel. Like, no, I don't agree with that. No, I'm not doing that. No, you don't get to speak to me in that way. That ability to really stand up for yourself. And that comes through really practice. You know, when people talk about self-esteem, when they talk about um, being confident, one of the things is You have to practice being confident. You have to practice having self-esteem. You have to practice in that tiny little moment of you engaging with your mother, your father, your brother, your ex-husband, or your husband, or your wife, whoever, your boss, engaging with the one person that gives you the most anxiety, the one person that can easily manipulate you, can, can you know get you to do things that you don't want to do. And we all know who those people are in, in our lives. So once you take a little inventory as to really who are these people in my life, then you get to assess, okay, so this is the person that I always have this thing with, or this is the person that I feel like is always trying to manipulate me, or this is the person that's always trying to control me, or this is the person that shames me or guilts me or gaslights me or whatever that tactic is for that person. Um, Once you kind of really clearly define everyone in your life and what it is that they do, then you can start to kind of slow down and really start practicing that sense of self, really start practicing having that connection with your own self so you can really assess, again, what do you think? How do you feel? Because that's, that's the basics. That's the foundation of you being able to stop manipulation. You cannot stop something that you don't see as being a problem. So if something's not a problem, you're unaware of it, you're asleep, you have absolutely no standard self-respect or anything like that, then yeah, you're a person that's easy, easily manipulated. You're a person that I can just guilt you a little, I can twist words around, I can gaslight you all day long, I can get whatever I want out of you because you don't know who you are, what you want, how you think, or what you think, how you feel, and so if you don't know those things, you can't even yet go into like really high standards, right? Or even, frankly, standards in general because you're just a person that is easily manipulated or can be easily manipulated. So. Knowing how you feel is really your biggest indicator as to when something feels off, when you don't want to do something, when someone said something and it just didn't feel good. So really going off of that is number one. Number two, you're going to have to learn, again, through practice. And this seems overwhelming because when people come to me and they say, I'm not good as Annie's like eating her dinner right now. Thank you, girl, for joining us in this podcast today and chowing down on your dinner. So 
when people come to me and they say, you know, I'm easily manipulated and I really want to work on manipulation and I feel like my brother does this all the time to me or my, my mom or whatever that looks like. Again, there's always that one person that you're thinking of that's really good at manipulating you and whether they kind of add the guilt and the shame or the gaslighting to it and sprinkle on, you know, all of that on top of the manipulation because manipulation comes with more than one tactic in order to really influence, control someone through manipulation, there has to be another emotional abusive tactic that's used. Maybe it's a silent treatment. Maybe it's being passive aggressive. Maybe, you know, it's gaslighting. So you really have to know your audience. And when you're practicing this stuff, you're practicing it really with this one person that you have in mind, because not every person in your life gaslights you, manipulates you, tries to control you. So the people in our lives that really hurt us the most and abuse us the most are our biggest teachers because those are the people that are actually trying to get you to wake up and learn something about yourself that you don't know yet or practice being the person that you need to be to be your healthiest because this person is challenging you and you're not, I don't want to say you're not learning, but you're not rising up to the occasion. You're not, you know, you're studying for the test, you're listening to the podcast, you're reading the blog articles, you're doing all this stuff. But when it comes down to you going toe to toe with someone, you get very overwhelmed possibly in these situations. And quite frankly, you just don't know what to do. So for all my analytical people out there, step one, know how you feel. And that'll give you an indication as when someone's trying to manipulate you, because what you want to learn is really, you know, what are the signs that someone is manipulating you? And I feel like that's something oftentimes people don't even realize. They don't realize the confusion that's kind of going on. And so, you know, a manipulator is going to resort to different things. Like I said, they're going to use the gaslighting. They're going to use another emotional abusive tactic in order to really control you because manipulation is not... Manipulation only works if it's joined with something else. So whether someone's threatening you or, you know, putting fear into you or guilting you or shaming you, it's those fears and those threats that are going to cause you to, um, you know, get your boundaries kind of blurred. The lines are a little blurred and that's going to cause you to conform. That's going to cause you to give up. And you don't realize that you're actually being manipulated because the gaslighting, the fear, the guilt, the shame, the whatever it is else that they were throwing at you worked. You heard what they were saying. You listened to the threats. You became so fearful and insecure by what was going on that you just conformed. Hey guys, if you are looking to work with me but cannot do private coaching or one of my programs, then this option is for you. I have created an online membership program that gives you two important things that everyone needs on their healing journey, and that is support and validation. Not only will you gain a ton of knowledge, but you will also be able to chat with others that are going through similar experiences as yourself in our community forum. So each week we will be covering a new topic ranging from narcissism, codependency, healing, rebuilding, forgiving, self-parenting like always, emotional abuse, breakup recovery, healthy love, and more. The content will be exclusive to you. And the best part is each month you will receive an exclusive discount on one of my programs or products. So this will actually be a a great opportunity for you to try one of my courses. So guys, it's only $35 a month and you can cancel at any time. Register today. The links are below this podcast. And instead of really slowing down to not only see the situation 
and what's actually going on. And that right there is hugely powerful. When you see a situation, when you see it in slow motion, I always think of like the Matrix, you know, when he's doing that, Keanu Reeves is doing that weird move and like the bolts are coming past him in like uber slow motion. You really want to slow down your interactions to see, oh my God, look at you right now. You're actually trying to guilt me. Oh my God, you're actually trying to threaten me or you're trying to put fear into me. When you start to see those things, then you realize you don't take on the manipulation so easily. So I always say, know your audience, learn everyone in your life. They don't have to be severely abusive. Everyone is going to try to do something that is under the heading of emotional abuse from time to time, may not be consistently where they're seriously toxic, unhealthy, narcissistic, whatever, but they occasionally might throw something at you because you have to understand the reason why these tactics even exist is because human beings, people sometimes struggle with coping, with not having control, not getting their way. And so the ego really comes in. And that's where these these tactics really come from, is from ego, our ego self of wanting control, wanting what we want right now, et cetera. I think people who are really good manipulators are really the people that are really good in sales. They're the people that are good with their words. They're the people that have an ability to believe their own truths, their own quote logic, their own lies. They really kind of position themselves to be an expert, to be very smart, very intelligent. And they may not, like I said, lies, quote, their truths. (laughs) This doesn't mean that they know everything. It's that they're so, I don't even want to say cocky, but they're just so confident in their ability to be argumentative or articulate themselves really well. And if you're coming from a little bit of that low self-esteem, not so much confidence, a little insecurity, maybe not the best with your words or don't again, really know who you are, really know your own sense of self, then someone coming in is going to be able to easily, you're going to be conformed. Someone's going to be able to influence you in that way. You know, it's essentially a form of, of bullying, right? Where someone really gets into the mind and kind of writes off any opinions or thoughts that you have and the worst part about this is, is because the victim is coming from more low self-esteem than the abuser, and the abuser knows this, they can easily take over the situation. They can easily manipulate people because it comes back to that level of having that connection with yourself, that level of confidence that will allow you to be able to go toe-to-toe with this person. If you are not that person right now, if you do not have that level of healthiness within yourself, you are going to be a person that's going to be easily manipulated. That's just the way it's going to go. So what are you, what, you know, what are you going to do if you think that maybe someone is actually manipulating you? So like, again, let's go back to like step one, we're going to know what we think and how we feel. We're going to start being very connected to ourselves. And I think a lot of people struggle in that area. But if you are connected to yourself, you know what you think and how you feel, and then it becomes a matter of fear of confrontation. So, and people that have a fear of confrontation, again, are people with low self-esteem. You know, here is the truth about life, is if you don't feel comfortable and, and confident in being able to 
address something, communicate what you think and how you feel to another person, you honestly have a really big problem on your hands because life is about communication. Life is about, because the only way you can ever stand up for yourself is going to be through words. Then it's going to be through not speaking any words, right? Because we don't want to communicate, communicate, and we're getting to a place where now we're trying to convince someone of our point. We want to be able to verbally communicate and address something, but then be able to back away and kind of shut the door on it because you know maybe you're dealing with someone who's unhealthy, maybe you're trying to get water from a rock, and that's not going to help you and your energy, and you're just going to end up energetically getting tangled with this person and then going down a rabbit hole. And now you're stressed out, you're dealing with drama, you feel that negativity, and the other person got you, right? Maybe they feel better now that they dumped all that on you, or you're just going, you're just getting so frustrated in your head because you're dealing with an abuser. You're dealing with someone who's not healthy, who's not well, and you're trying to convince them or trying to get them to be a healthy person, to see something in a different light, and they're not capable and they don't want to see it in a different light. So learning when to step back and not be so reactive and and controlling yourself to want someone to see something the way you are seeing it is really a form of being healthy in your own self. Being able to go forward and address and communicate is necessary and learning how to stop, close the door and take a step back because now your energy is getting all messed up because now you're dealing with this person is another level of you taking care of yourself and being healthy. Okay, so since we understand all of that, let's get into like the real fears that we have with manipulation. One part is going to be spotting it, right? And that's kind of what we talked about, the bulk of being able to really spot this stuff. But the next thing is going to be the fear of confrontation and it's going to be the communication. So the only way, what I what I did in the beginning when I really started practicing this was I gave myself certain phrases that I was going to say that would allow me to practice something, practice these phrases enough that would either help me through the conversation a little bit or would allow me to get out of the conversation quickly. If it was getting, if I was starting to get either overwhelmed or it was starting to go in a direction that I didn't want to go in. Because if you know you're being manipulated and you can spot that and you can see everything for what it is, the next step is going to be actually dealing with what's going on right now in front of you. And really now we're talking about boundaries. And so learning how to say no, learning how to, communicate that what you're trying to do right now doesn't work. It's not going to work. I see what's happening. Even if they deny it, that you still allow them to to think or feel that they don't mean to be manipulative, but that you're not someone who can be manipulated. Those are practices that you have to do with the person in front of you who you probably have history with. And so It's not as hard as it sounds. It's just a matter of slowing down, honoring what you think and how you feel, expressing it, and then losing all of those, you know, because there's a part of you and really what it is is that kind of wounded part of you, that little inner child that feels the fear, that feels, oh God, what are they going to think? Oh God, what if they come back with something else and I don't know how to counteract that or I don't know what to come back at because they're so witty and their presence is so you know, more dominating than mine. 
learning how to really hold on to yourself and practice. That's why I always talk about self-parenting. I think it's a huge part. I mean, it is mental health essentially, and it's what we're not taught. And, you know, you can learn what are the signs of manipulation. You can learn about gaslighting and all those things are hundred percent important, but those are more of the textbook let's go to school in health class and learn about what emotional abuse looks like. You can learn all of that black and white stuff in school. And you can even really, I think once learning what these things look like, it starts to get easier to be able to spot them. So that stuff's the easy part. The hard part is going to be you learning how to parent yourself, you learning how to monitor that inner conversation that wants you to conform, that it's going to be practicing really slowing down, like I said earlier, to be able to dictate, okay, who's talking right now? Okay, it's my fear self. It's that little child. That's not me. That's not my adult self that like understands what's going on and sees it and knows exactly what she wants to say in the situation or he wants to say in the situation. That's the part that we're oftentimes not connected to. We're not connected to our true self, our authentic self, our adult self, whatever you want to call it. So when I really started learning this stuff and practicing it, it became a matter of me learning how to practice being more of my adult self versus always sitting in my childlike state. So my childlike state is the part of me that's going to fear confrontation. It's going to worry about what you think. It's going to want love and validation from you. It's going to, you know, not really know what I think and how I feel because no one's really asking me. So I'm just going to go along with what anyone else wants me to do because I just want to please you. So it's where the codependency starts. It's where the people pleaser starts. It's where me not having that connection with myself means that that inner child, that wounded part of me is really just taking over constantly in our lives. And really that's the detachment in self-parenting that I always talk about. When I talk about self-parenting, one of the hardest things for people to do is to recognize who's talking and detach from the conversation. So fear, stress, worry, anxiety, overthinking, um, fear of success, fear of failure, you know, people pleasing, codependency, all of those things, all of the things that we're not born into this life to have. We didn't, we weren't born with codependency. We weren't born with fear of failure. We weren't worried about what other people were thinking or or saying about us. So all of those things that we carry around with us now are products of experiences that we went through, people we've been around, how we were programmed, what we didn't get that we really probably needed. So those are the things that are going to dictate how connected you are. Number one, how healthy your adult is and how well you are connected to yourself and how good are you at learning how to detach from those wounded parts of yourself in order to really be a healthy individual, a healthy adult. And I think even if you didn't learn how to be a healthy adult, you have intuition. There's always a part of you that's guiding you in every area of life. There's a part of you that knows, the part of you that sees it. And so when you go through any kind of an awakening, spiritual awakening, or if you're going through this process right now because you've dealt with someone who's really toxic and unhealthy, you are awakening to really who you're supposed to be. And so learning how to stay connected to yourself is being able to learn really how to be your most authentic self. So that's what we have to start practicing. 
So I hope you guys have enjoyed this week's podcast. Don't forget to look down below on this podcast for all of my programs and services if you guys are interested in taking any one of my courses or enrolling in private coaching with me to do some one-on-one work. I always love to meet you guys. So I will see you in the next podcast. 